Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. While you're in sunny Florida, be sure to visit... Orlando! Enter into a world of epic adventure. Hello, welcome to Warlando. This is a, a one-off episode. We're talking about character creation in Soulbound. And here with me is the illustrious Mr. Mr. Matt. Matt the DM, Matt Kale. Uh, I will be out of the DM seat in this one and taking direction from uh, in a system I know almost nothing about. So <laughs> I'm excited. Well, the, you, you, can, you can continue to be the DM. I'll be the GM. Ah, right. Sorry. The totally uh, non-trademarked version of the same thing. Right? Of the exact same thing. <laughs> awesome. I, I also, just because everybody will have just heard the intro, my wife pointed out something I thought was we might want to share. Like uh, when Mark does the intro, there's a uh, while you're in Florida. Check out Sunny Orlando. <laughs> while you're in Florida. It sounds like you're right. in. Like you're Every time I go, you're, while you're in Florida. <laughs> And now I can't unhear it every time I listen. No, I am completely aware of exactly what you're talking about. And I hear it every time. And I wonder if it's just because I've heard it too many times that it sounds that way to me. And it's just okay. But maybe the next time, once we're out of quarantine, the next time uh, I get Mark in the same room as me, we're going to do some new recordings. There's a lot of stuff I want to record once we are out of quarantine and we can get some good quality audio. Yeah, just don't change that because I love it. It's so good. <laughs> I get a smile on my face every time I hear it. <laughs> yep, come down and visit. You're in Florida. <laughs> so, sorry to distract, uh, to, uh, for the train wreck there, but uh, yeah. Uh, this fine. <laughs> Hopefully everybody else will hear that from now on, too. <laughs> right, sorry. You're welcome. Whatever. <laughs> what have you been up to? Man, I don't know. We um, went back to the office. Oh, so really? Like, we're going to go ahead and open the office here in Atlanta and give it a try. It was a little weird. I was downtown today, and it's, like, abandoned. Like, we are definitely <laughs> maybe a little bit too soon doing this, but I don't know. There's other reasons to hey, try to go ahead and open it, and I think we're going to give it a shot next week. That's that's awesome. Also scary, because it's still it's this, this thing. When, how long do you go... There's a trade-off. I was listening to one of the, our favorite podcasts. I was listening to Sam Harris talking about mm-hmm. this, and he's saying like you can't put a dollar value on human life. But <laughs> <laughs> except everybody does that all the time all in major corporations. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's a, like every time you set the speed limit, we don't set the speed limit on the freeway at five miles an hour. Mm-hmm. No one would die if we were going five miles an hour because you don't like people would get there faster on a horse. They were doing that, you know, but so we, we come to a mutual agreement. This is the, as fast as we can go and still be safe, but there's still going to be people dying, you know, so, so yeah, there's a certain amount of risk that we all assume. It's just figuring out that, that number and what's that number related to COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. And in this case, I mean, I think there's a very direct connection to, there's some people who have been furloughed and our company who would potentially be brought back sooner, the sooner that we're able to have a physical office open because that's yeah. their roles are more associated with, you know, the general administrative type things day to day. So, yeah. you know, those are, those are people who are hurting too, right? Yeah, absolutely. These are people like we all need money to live. I'm furloughed and I'm technically on unemployment right now. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm no shame. You know, if I if I if it'd been my own doing and my own fault, that'd be one thing. But this is just what's happening. You know, I'm just furloughed. And it's nothing you have control over whatsoever. Exactly. And the uh, theme park I work for just made their announcement today that they're not opening until July 11th. And at press time, this is May 27th. So I've got plenty of time to paint miniatures. <laughs> You're on the clock, buddy. We're gonna see I how. How much project? Uh, how much uh, progress you make? <laughs> I should make some kind of like challenge, like an actual number. Like I, you know, like I should set aside like this is this is what I have to paint, and this is my goal. So by the next time I'm I'm recording because we're gonna do this in two parts. We're gonna we're learning about soulbound and soulbound character creation. So we're gonna do 
your character tonight, Matt, and tomorrow night we're going to do Nicholas and Mark's characters, and I'd love to invite you back for that if you're around. If you feel like you want to come back, totally cool. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll hang around and heckle. That sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> and you can help me, too, because I know that I'm a kinesthetic learner, uh, and so I learn most by physically doing so by actually filling out the character sheets and actually looking up the pages in a book and to be to be working off of a PDF right now. I'm finding myself using that highlighter tool and to make little shortcuts all over it to jump back and forth. The way this book is put together, too, I'm very grateful that they put page numbers in anytime something is cross referenced. I think they did a great job with this where it says like there's something called metal, which is uh, metal. No, it's your your inner metal, your inner strength, your metal. That uh, when they talk about that, they say, oh, well, uh, the rest for any other questions, the rest of metal, you can go to page 129 in your book. Something like that. I'm just making that number. I, that's, that's super helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's great. And I think that's the standard that every one of these gaming books needs to have if they're not going to have it like a, the entire book be an encyclopedia of just the different things yeah i think it's a well put together book for that reason yeah yeah definitely and not to make it about D, but that was sort of one of the nice things when they went to more D D beyond you know more the digital side of things i don't think they consciously made an effort to go in and like hyperlink everything mm -hmm. but they had some kind of algorithm which would like automatically pick up like oh that's a spell and if you want to read what that spell does here, you can hover over it or go to this and, and kind of do that that way. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. And that's definitely a standard. If at any point you need to take a break, uh, just say so. And I'll put another slate in there. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> sorry. Like no, she, she, opened, she opened the door to let the dog in and then threw ice across the floor to make the dog loud. And then text me and my phone was on to tell me, sorry. <laughs> <for making noise. laughs> It's not her fault at all. She just wants the dog to be able to hang out. <laughs> it was like instantly like not a proper studio. I have played with the idea of on air, uh, an on air thing in here because podcasts oh. aside, like there's been several, like I'm trying to have a conference call in here. You know? Oh yeah. I've been hearing, hi dogs, you know, like right <laughs> Dude, put a sock on the door. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's for something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, sorry. Please oh, continue. Yeah, you're, no. You're that's annoying. <laughs> no worries at all. Have you looked at the book? I, I not since the last time we talked. No. So I kind of uh, looked at it a little bit after we talked last time on the last podcast, and uh, no, so I haven't dug in. So I'm I'm a babe in your hands. Oh, okay, awesome. Uh, because that'll be great for me. Because that's like I was saying, I learn by doing, and this is going to be some doing. We're gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna do mm -hmm. you right here. All right, talking about character creation, there's a lot of ways, and you've made lots of characters for lots of different systems. Mm -hmm. What step do you like to go to first? Because the things, things that pop out in my head are what, what player role do I want to have in the group? Talking about healer, tank, damage, you know, spellcaster, control caster, that kind of thing. What role do you want to have? What just... Uh, like character species do you want to be and or if you already have an idea in mind for what kind of story you want to tell and how you want to be your character to be a part of that story and I know you're, you're probably not as familiar with the Age of Sigmar universe but I know you know some of it mm -hmm. yeah I think so yeah I definitely think you know the first couple of ways you were mentioning in terms of a class or a species um, when I know the system really well, because that tends to be more like, Ooh, I haven't done this yet. And I wanted to try that out. You yeah. know, I read that time um, and that seems like an interesting thing and kind of use that as the beginning. But uh, you know, when I don't know the world well, um, like is the case right now, or then I don't know really the system at all. I, I think my instincts are to go for the story element. Like what's an interesting story that I'd be happy telling week after week or, you know, riffing off and, and, and finding, you know, those interesting tie-ins to the classes and the races um, kind of as we go. So I think that's that's probably the way I would lean for something like this. Okay. So in that case, I'm going to talk to you about all the different archetypes mm. that you can choose from. And when one of these jumps out at you, um, we'll, we'll start honing in on yeah. what you actually want to play. Sure. So, 
there are five species to choose from. Human, Elf, Duarden, Sylvaneth, and Stormcast Eternal. Mm-hmm. Now tell me a little bit about the last two, just because I don't... Yeah. They don't immediately... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Stormcast Eternals look human, but they've actually been through uh, the, I, th- I believe it's called the Anvil of Apotheosis, mm. which means that this, the God King Sigmar, who he, other fiction, you could be compared to Zeus or Odin. He's some kind mm-hmm. of amalgamation of something similar. He's, he's a uh, warrior king who uh, once was mortal and attained godhood. And he is the head of the pantheon of the order gods and age of sigmar is broken down to uh order destruction death and chaos those are the four main factions and he's the guy in charge of the order factions not that Mm -hmm. these factions don't constantly fight each other the game's all about war and you can have all these factions fighting each other at any time but anyway he uh created the stormcast eternals by uh, plucking souls at the point of death or even some after they've died he's captured their souls and he's brought them to his anvil of apotheosis where these uh, their souls are reforged into new bodies mm-hmm. uh, and so these are superhuman bodies like think like Captain America or Thor uh, where they're 8 feet tall typically 8 or 9 feet tall and they're clad in armor that no normal human could wear. It's so heavy, but it's also uh, made specifically for them. And when a, a Stormcast Eternal dies, their body, their armor, their weapons, it all goes back to the realm of Azir to be reforged once again. So that's who, basically who the Stormcast Eternals are. Super awesome, yeah. Yeah. The Sylvaneth are another species that... Um, or race, or however you want to call it, uh, they are woodland creatures. Uh, their god, Alariel, is another god of order, and she's an elven god of the Sylvan Woods. Um, old school, you might think Tolkien wood elves, but uh, there are no actual elves in the faction. The only thing that comes close to an elf are these... Um, spirits that have been bound to different uh, plant life creatures. So these are all the, in most cases, actually, they're actually made of wood. They're wood come to life. So think like tree beard or uh, a lot of people would say Groot. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of like what the Sylvaneth are. Okay. Within each of these races, uh, there are several archetypes for you to choose from usually two to four archetypes in each uh each for each one of these races uh anything exciting so far you want me to start rolling through what the archetypes are yeah let me let me riff off an idea that kind of popped to mind when you were talking about the stormcast eternal okay and so in that you know what the 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 takeaway that I got from that is sort of I like this idea for a character that you know, sort of their soul has been forged to their body and their weapons forged to their body. Right, it's almost like this custom made thing, right? Like with everything, you know, all the dials at eleven, right? Yes. Um, but that's that's clearly like the the uh, another force coming in and saying this is what you'll be. Yes, right. That's, that's absolutely correct. Right. So, what if there was a character who like had all those benefits, but then was you know maybe you know not in too much of a ham-handed way, but like thinking about the basics of free will? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> is it, am I really a living thing, or am I just basically a robot? Yeah, right? yeah. That's a really neat idea because for many of them, uh. Sigmar is hated by a lot of groups because he didn't ask in a lot of cases, if, hey, you want to be reforged? Mm-hmm. In some of these cases, he, he on his godlike level, uh, some people were praying for strength and, and calling upon his name to get strength at this moment they needed it the most, and those were his first choice, the, the ones that were loyal and devout to him. 
that prayed for strength. There were others that were praying for strength because they were trying to win a specific battle, and they were still alive. And they were plucked from the battle, and then their, the people that were left behind lost the battle because their best warriors were all yanked out of their army all at the same time. And these were all good people. So there's a lot of uh, angst directed Sigmar's towards Sigmar for how he uh, went about creating his Stormcast. Yeah, so is there you know a faction or something that sort of fits that a person who thought that way uh, that would sort of align with maybe their worldview based on those kind of beliefs? There's a lot of sub-factions uh, within the Stormcast, not just these different archetypes that you could play, but they they're, the Stormcasts are all color-coded, and I, I'm admittedly not an expert on the Stormcast, so I, I will do some research and I can come back to you. If this is something that you want, we can definitely find it. But as far as like identifying, there's the faction that was plucked from the grave, and they all wear black armor to black mm-hmm. with purple highlights their armor to show that they were plucked from the grave. There's uh, some the celestial vindicators wear this like kind of teal uh, blue armor, and they're uh, all about vengeance. Uh, mm-hmm. So and they are they're very tend to be very cold blooded. Uh, mm-hmm. probably don't want to be one of the uh, hallowed knights. The hallowed knights wear bright silver armor and they are, their um, battle cry is only the faithful. And that doesn't sound mm-hmm. like the character that you're building. You're not uh, entirely faithful. <laughs> yeah, this, this this person I'm envisioning has, has some doubts. <laughs> <laughs> well, their core <laughs> faction are the Hammers of Sigmar and they're the ones that wear the traditional all gold armor. And they're, I mean, they're just the fist to punch you in the face. I think loyalty amongst them would probably still be pretty high. So off the top of my head, I think either the Celestial Vindicators that are just about vengeance or the, um, I can't remember the name of the faction, but the faction that's all plucked from the grave. I think Mm -hmm. that talking about free will, if you were someone that had already died and you're in whatever afterlife, to be pulled from the afterlife uh, Mm. to being, you know, alive again and, and, recruited into a war you've already finished fighting yeah yeah and is there in this is there like a direct knowledge of what the afterlife is in this mythology or is it a mystery no there's a direct knowledge of what it is now um shayish is the realm of death and the age of sigmar is uh Warhammer Age of Sigmar is broken up into nine different realms, and one of those realms is the realm of death, Shaiish. And in Shaiish, each different religion has their or or belief system has their own little pocket dimension within Shaiish. So you think of like Valhalla for the Norse god, or like the the Norse tradition of Valhalla is the warrior's heaven, where you have a seat at the table in the warrior's heaven, like that actually is a place that exists there with the spirits around the table. Any kind of afterlife perception exists there. There is a, a god of death called Nagash. And Nagash uh, believes that all undead souls belong to him, including these ones that Sigmar took. He, he calls Sigmar the great betrayer because mm-hmm. he, he was allied with Nagash to battle the chaos gods, which are against everybody. Nagash thought uh, that Sigmar had betrayed him by taking some of his souls to make Stormcast out of them. But Nagash Nagash isn't a good guy at all. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, maybe a little, just guessing a little on the petty side here, it sounds like. <laughs> he is, he is. got a lot of goals, dude. Like, like you're really going to get very upset if we, like, you know, tax you just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he he took that very personally. And uh, so that, that caused the rift. And that's why we have the whole separate death, uh, Grand Alliance death faction within Age of Sigmar. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think I think we're circling the drain here. This this sounds <laughs> like like we've got some. <laughs> well, there there could be potential dread there, because, you know, if for some reason you die, most of the time when a stormcast dies, they get reforged again, and that reforging could take seconds, or it could take years. 
But if for some reason the reforging didn't happen, you would end up back in Nagash's hands at that point. You'd end up back in the realm of death. Whether you're uh, some kind of spirit or wraith or, or some kind of slave to Nagash or to be tortured for your betrayal, even if it wasn't your fault. And then would you, I mean, would you be in Nagash's hands, but then back in, you know, whatever your version of the afterlife is based on your, based on your faith, or are you just sort of a pawn then at that point? I, I believe more a pawn at that point. Uh, there okay. is one group, uh, the, um, my darn brain failing me, the night haunt. That's what it is. Cut right there where my brain failed and back, <laughs> back, uh, back to the running. The night haunt are a really cool faction because they're all criminals, the murderers and thieves and criminals, uh, make up this entire death army. Uh, they were all people that prayed for death to escape their mortal punishment. You know, these are people that have life in prison and there's no parole and they just prayed for death. Mm. And so they got their wish, but upon death, they became slaves in Nagash's new army, the night haunt. So there are all these criminals and all these traitors and all these people that prayed for death for release and then once they died nope you're even worse off now you're a slave to fight in endless wars so there's definitely um, a lot of reasons why once you were reforged you would really hate to end up back there I could see a, a character being screwed either way all these people right. are screwed either way yeah yeah like you were you were fine like you did what you wanted you died the way you chose maybe right yeah like this Person like Zay, I made my choices, and you know, I died in battle, or I died, you know, taking a risk or saving, trying to save someone, or whatever. But I, at some point, I had whatever I thought was free will, and I died the way I wanted to, right? Yeah. Like you know, somebody's just like, no, 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 no. Un- undo, control Z that. <laughs> <shit>. Yeah. <laughs> we know for you, <laughs> you know. Yep. Uh, that's 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 uh, that's starting to take a. Uh, take shape here that's i like that quite a bit <laughs> all right that is awesome mm-hmm. so there are four archetypes within the stormcast eternals that you can choose from so you can be a knight azeros a knight encanter a knight questor or a knight venator mm. so those four you can there's lots of little ways in the character creation that you can tweak how you build the character to make it lean more one way or more another, but they do make up for the four like key role-playing roles. There's one that's more of a a wizard spellcaster. There's one that's more of a a healer utility. There's one that's more of a tank and there's one that's more of a, um, a damage dealer, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but all of them you can tweak. So when when you're talking about a healer, is it kind of an archetype that you would think of, you know, as a cleric or a priest in other systems where their source comes from a direct connection and a faithfulness to a deity, or is it more just I've got this I've got this power that's um, free of all that? I think you could go either way with that. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like if you were to think of um, Game of Thrones. And how like uh, they would call upon the red god, you know, and how you had um, the one priestess who was mm-hmm. so very faithful, and the other guy who was the heavy drinker. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You have Melisandre, and the other guy was ah, I'm not gonna remember now. Someone with a th. Yeah, um, not it'll come to me. Thoros yeah. or something. Anyway, that's it. Nailed it. Yep. Is it okay? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, between those two, Thoros was seemed like he would just kind of wing it. Like he would pray, not knowing if anybody was there or not, and then like shit, it worked. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Expected. Yeah. <laughs> I can raise the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, and then Melisandre like would see that and just go like, "What the 
fuck. <laughs> no, I've been praying so hard. I, like, I can't even do any of that. Fires, kind of, sort of. Yeah, and, and so much that she did that thought she would, she thought it would work, and it totally didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely. I think I think the Thoros um, archetype seems more like like this person, and I think maybe that's the that's maybe some of his psychology of of the whole you know resenting being plucked back anyway is just that like look, I clearly have you know, control over this own power without any connection to anything else. So I know this exists, right? Yeah. And so I'm my own source of faith, right? Yeah. And that's something like, something like that can become his mantra or just, you know, how he sort of sees the world. And he could, like, I could see him being like, you owe me. Every time he calls on him, he's thinking, you owe me this. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you, you sent me back here to do this. Now give me the power to do the thing you sent me to do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. All right. So I believe that is the Knight Azeros. And one of the things that I think is really cool about them, they have wings. <laughs> oh. He didn't get a herald of Azir, you bring Sigmar's light to the lower realms. Knight Azeros wields the power and majesty of Sigmar. Each knight bears a lantern, a reliquary that holds a single beam of Azir's light. You know what a reliquary is? I don't. Tell me. It means a relic. We get the word relic from reliquary where like, you would have actual like bones like you would actually have a banner that had bones of fallen heroes and like in the, the most famous reliquaries claim to be like the bones of jesus and that kind of thing you know like like this is an actual relic maybe not the bones of jesus because he supposedly flew away but Part of cross or something you know what i mean yeah yeah that's that's like a reliquary so okay. a knight azeros has this lantern they're carrying around that's kind of their holy symbol. Um, if it's a reliquary, it means there's something in there, which could be your choice to choose what what kind of relic he's carrying around, what's in the lantern that he uses to channel all this power from Sigmar. Mm-hmm. So getting down to the nuts and bolts, they're still uh, a bit of a fighter. They've got, there's the three main characteristics that make up the character body, mind, and soul. So they have three body, two mind, and four soul. One of the things that we can come back to later, uh, you are you can swap two of these one time before you finish making your character. You can choose to mm-hmm. swap these. So if you decided that um, you wanted to fight more, and pray less, you might swap the body and the soul if that's something you want to do. Or if you decided, I don't want to fight at all, uh, maybe you want to swap the three and the, the, the body and the mind to get more, um, to, be, to do more from the utility role and not the front line. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I'm leading him with this this one. I think that that magic is a big part of his existence. But uh, but yeah, we, we can come back to that as we go and see what it see what it touches in terms of uh, you know abilities and stuff. Cool. So uh, first thing I want you to do. Uh, do you have a D six handy? I've only got a dozen. <laughs> Perfect. Do you have a Warlando one? It's probably on the low side, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't be on the low. There's my Warlando dice I got handy. Very nice. Um, I do have this D6. Should I go ahead and, and throw it? Yeah, throw it. We're off to a swimming start. That's a six. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome because we're rolling to see how many times you've been reforged. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sigmar. Yeah, like every this is and the anvil of apotheosis. It's an anvil where you're like 
your entire essence is broken apart and put back together. So six times so far that's happened. And the rules say here, if you roll a six, roll again and add the two together. So you've got one more roll to make. This isn't Mark rolling. I roll good. Yep. (laughs) Okay, two. Two. Okay, so that's eight times that you've been reforged. So at least eight times you've died and been reforged. All right. There's a a problem that happened that Sigmar, Sigmar's partner in the anvil is the dwarf god Grimnir. And Grimnir is the engineer dwarven god. He's the one who's famous for all this smith work. The two of them together created this anvil of apotheosis. And one of the things that happens uh, is that each time someone's been reforged, they become less and less human and have a harder time remembering uh, where they came from each time. Mm. And it's something that's been, that he's actually sent knights out on quests to try and find answers to this. Like he's, he's like, it's something that's really a problem for him that he's trying to find a cure for, but he hasn't found a solution. So you've now been reforged eight times. Hmm. And is, is that a lot? That's a lot. <laughs> it sounds like a lot to me. So since becoming a Stormcast, it's at least seven times. Because your first reforging mm-hmm. was after your mortal death. Mm-hmm. And then these other times that you've been reforged. And there's all kinds of different side effects that can happen to you with each reforging. Uh, having you know a strange voice or sometimes multiple voices. Like you're, like you're speaking in... Uh, harmony with yourself oh my god i, I just watched exorcist 3 and oh, so i'm thinking yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know what i'm talking about i know exactly right? you're, what you're talking about you're telling hannibal lecter he's a pussy basically like the best <laughs> serial killer performance of all time right he's so good oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah i feel like there's at least of these seven extra times there's at least one mulligan in there where like i came out with like a squeaky voice and everybody's like nope start over <laughs> yeah that's just it someone else you're 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 like leading your army with your squeaky voice and someone out came up and said i'm gonna hit the reset button they just hit you with the yeah, hammer right. send you back to the forge some poor misshapen creature came out <laughs> <laughs> well also in exorcist one when reagan's speaking there's frequently multiple different voices coming out of her too like you've and and you're already this like cleric character i don't know if there's are you hearing all my background noise i've got the 3d printer was just going no i'm not hearing anything okay awesome that's good you're a cleric and you're just Mm -hmm. talking about the exorcist Mm -hmm. and you've got this reliquary think let me put this out there think about what's in the reliquary what's what do you think he's carrying with him? And I'm not assuming gender, whatever gender. And you know, yeah, no, I haven't even got there yet. Um, uh, man, I want. You know what's in there? There's um, a tiny uh, silver pocket watch mm. that uh, that runs backwards. Oh, that's neat. And uh, every time he gets reforged, it kind of goes backwards another hour, right? <laughs> he's he's like counting down the time till his rest. Yeah, kind of like the doomsday clock. And I think he doesn't really know what happens when we get to twelve or whenever Ooh. it stops at. But, but it's there's pretty clearly something there, right? That he's drawing power from, right? I like that. I like the thought of him like, yeah, he's drawing power from, but he doesn't really know what it means. Mm-hmm. I could see that dread being there. And I think he's probably, I can envision him like, you know, maybe late at night staring at this thing and like wanting to like open it up and take it apart and, and figure out what's in there. But like reaching for that. Nope, 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 nope. Better not, better not to know. <laughs> Free will to decide. Right. <laughs> right. Cause he's still, he's got two different gods that have claimed to him, mm-hmm. you know, and, not really wanting either one to necessarily take a good look. Right. 
right? So I think he knows that. I mean, maybe there's a sense that like he's been through a lot, but he had, this maybe the core of his faith is like, look, I don't know what it is, but there is an end. There is something, and I don't know when it's coming or how I get there or anything like that. But but everything that I've based my faith on tells me that like we're building to something, right? Yeah. Ooh. So maybe that's a thing, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not so good. <laughs> Roll d sixes forever. <laughs> you know, <and> keep getting <laughs> re- Yeah, that potential was there. Every time you roll a six, you roll it again. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, until he's reforged and reforged and reforged. Uh, so there's a, a chart we can look at because I really like the thought of you continuing to roll dice. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see all the things that are going to happen to you when you continue to roll these dice. Yeah. Because <laughs> having it, we roll the dice as a tool to help us tell fun stories and then if it ends up being something that you don't if you don't want to we just change it you know what i mean yeah we make it fun we make it a flaw not a not a feature you know what i mean yes all right let's find some dice for your roll so you're supposed to have 10 questions and the um level progression in this there are no levels Mm -hmm. you get answers to different types of personal quests Anytime you complete a personal quest, you get experience points for it. So okay. We'll... All right. So roll one d six. Everything's gonna be one d six. Two. Two. And now roll one d six again. Five. Five. So it just says. I found blank trying on my hat one night. (laughs) This is part of your character connection. So whenever we do eventually have our gaming party together, you get to fill Mm -hmm. in that blank with some other character's name. I found blank trying on my hat one night. Are are we looking for a noun or like, are we doing Mad Libs here? (laughs) (laughs) I think we're doing Mad Libs here. Um, okay, like so. What the immediate the thing that came to mind was as this, right? Um, presumably perfect being that's been reforged to be, like you know, as efficient as possible. I felt like I was after one of these reincarnations. I was trying on my hat one night and I found some gray hairs. <laughs> yeah, but that could be interesting. Be if you're like this perfect genetic specimen, right? Yeah. Like maybe the reforging is like how many times? You don't know how many times. Like once your head's fully gray, are you coming back yeah. anymore? There is a sense again, like there's all sort of it's a little bit interconnected, right? There is a sense that like this isn't you can't just do this forever, right? Right. Oh, uh, that's fun. Okay, so this is uh distinguishing features. So roll a D six. Alright. And you can always tweak this. Yeah, and you, there's no you you're, you don't have to settle with anything here. Yeah, no, let's riff off and see where it goes. I got a four. Four. All right, mm-hmm. roll another d six. A three. A three. You uh, have a persistent scent of ocean mist. Hmm. Okay. They could have gone a lot of different ways. Uh, so let's go with. Uh, another d6. All right. It's a two. All right. And next. A three. You have very bright eyes. Okay. And then roll three d6. Three. Three. Five. All right. Uh, Eleven total. That 11, yes, it does. You have uh, it just gives you brown eyes, very bright brown eyes. Okay. And now uh, roll three d six together again. Do them all at once, just because that's more fun. Yeah. 
Okay, six, five, two for a total of 13. 13. You have auburn colored hair. Okay. And now roll 3d6 together again. Uh, the total is nine. Nine. You are seven foot five. All right. Tall fella. Okay. Is that tall amongst these people, or is that just kind of average height? I think that's about average amongst the Stormcast. Probably, yeah, nine on 3d6. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, yeah, you have bright brown eyes. Um, What do you think about that smell of ocean mist? It just... Yeah, I like it. I want it to be a mystery. It feels like a pretty good plot hook. Like, maybe I don't know why I have that. Yeah. You know? Other right. people can smell the ocean, and you're surrounded by the smell of the ocean. Right. right. Maybe maybe the guys around me that know me call me salty. But <laughs> with me they know that it pisses me off because I have no idea <laughs> why. <laughs> it's like this. <laughs> There's, there's the name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so, but it's like, but this this ocean mist is very much like bo. Like if I if I like raise my arms after a long day of fighting and no bath, like it's like oh you're at the seashore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the red tide's in. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was fun. <laughs> All right, let me get back to the page for the well, night. Well, Ezra. I to send smells out via podcast, and this will be really interactive. <laughs> <laughs> just constantly hitting, hey, everybody listening closely, and then I just hit the red tide button. Everybody's in their car <laughs> waving. Hit that dead carp button one more time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you don't happen to have the character sheet in front of you, do you? Just I you're just taking I'm, notes. That's I'm totally fine. Pull it in later. Yep. Okay. All right. So uh, back to the mechanics of your character. Your species is Stormcast Eternal, and you said you were switching mind and body. I think so. Yeah. So body is your um, only really going to matter for melee and shooting attacks. That's the only way I think it would affect affect you to have a higher body than mind, but I think there's as you're you're you you seem to be confident as the mouthpiece player in a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fair <laughs> accusation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I don't I don't mind uh, I don't mind having a little bit of mic time. <laughs> no, <laughs> so yeah, definitely swapping mind and body should suit you just fine. All right. You have a core skill, and then you have other skills you get to buy. And uh, skills in this case are just like, to put it back in D and D terms, like perception and uh, athletics, and those are your core skills, like that you get to choose. So your your main skill is devotion. That's one you get for free, and devotion is related to your priestly abilities. Okay. Now you've got seven experience points to spend on some other skills. So you get to okay. choose. They're, on, they're only one XP each. And uh, your choices are athletics, awareness, determination, intimidation, intuition, medicine, reflexes, theology, and weapon skill. Okay. Um, intuition and medicine for sure. Okay. Now, in each of these, you can have um, three three focus and three training. The difference mm-hmm. between focus and training, everything's a D6 system. Focus gives you an extra die you roll when you're tested on that subject. And then mm-hmm. training is a point that you can add to your rolls. Ah, okay. So say you needed to get fours and you rolled a three. It's training. You could add one to that three. Um, okay. Each time you... Is there, 
is, is that a pool that's like off to the side that I just like use over time and then regain, or is that just an always plus one? Always a plus one that you get to use once you've selected the training. Gotcha. Okay. And we can always come back to this as we get uh, further on the creation, but um, sounding like you're going to want athletics less. Awareness yep. uh, affects your initiative. Mm-hmm. So uh, I recommend that one. It's good to have a higher initiative. We don't ever roll for initiative in this game. Initiative mm. is just a fixed number, always the same. You can change it when you level up. Yeah. But it's always going to be a fixed number. Um, well, let me ask if this holds true. and Maybe this is a bit meta, but we'll throw it out there. Um, yeah. I, I actually think, you know, for somebody who maybe their party role is healer, it's actually better to go at the end of a round. Yeah, that's that's uh, you know yeah, good observation. And buff, you know, based on what just happened, as opposed to trying to guess what's about to happen or drive the action, right? Right. Yeah, you don't want to have only buff abilities and be the first to go. You know, right. maybe maybe it's good if you want to buff the hitters in your group, but not so good mm-hmm. if you want to heal the people that got hurt. If, if all your stuff is about fixing things. Yeah. So I mean, does that does that hold up? Or oh, that yeah. logic kind of. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Well, all right. So maybe awareness. What? Um, and I got devotion, intuition, medicine. Um. There's give me the rest of them. Sorry. Reflexes, theology, and weapon skill. Let's go with theology and reflexes. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, how many was that total? Uh, including devotion? Yeah. Or Not okay, including so devotion. That's... Devotion, you get the first one free. So not including devotion, that's four. Okay, so you can, uh, you can decide, do you want that to be extra dice, or do you want that to be bonuses to your rolls, or to a roll? Mm-hmm. So the first one is just one point, and then if you want, say a second die that second die is going to cost two points got it okay so i have three points left right now basically yes okay so let's do um, i said devotion doesn't count devotion you got for free right right so so i think i picked four skills yep so that's four of the sevens there's three left right yep um so i'm going to take um i'm going to take a plus one on the medicine okay and the extra dice on theology. Okay. I think that that goes pretty well with a role and then a, um, you know, kind of the ethos I was describing, right? Yes. Okay. And that's, that rounds out my seven. Awesome. So the next category is talents. Core talent is blessed. You are blessed by Sigmar, whether you like it or not. You've been blessed by Sigmar, and we'll have to look it up. Talents are, in D&D terms, they would be like feats. Okay. Specific abilities that you get. Iron Will, you you get to choose three more. One, the first one, I think, I I guarantee you're going to want to take, just knowing you. The first one Mm -hmm. is Diplomat. Oh, yeah, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) And and I don't want... I really don't play the same character in every campaign, I promise, but (laughs) (laughs) I do like that part of it. (laughs) It's fun. It's fun to be the mouthpiece. I, in in your D and D campaign or the curse of stride campaign, man, I, I definitely did not build my character to be any kind of mouthpiece, but I still, and I didn't have a good, good charisma score, but I kept finding myself being the only one that wanted to talk. I'm like yeah. yeah, all right. Guess I'm the mouthpiece. <laughs> I mean, it definitely should have been Mark, because Mark. Well, maybe not Mark. It should have been Killian, because Killian was playing the paladin with the really high charisma. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just ended up falling well, on my shoulders. Not like not not him as a player, his character. You know. Yeah, if you want for like maximum efficiency, but you know, Leander's personality was what it was. You know, I mean, yeah. maybe he wasn't the most. <laughs> met a guy but he was outspoken and that's just it you yeah, know sometimes sometimes you're not gifted with where you want to be you know <laughs> and that makes it around the character you know yeah that makes a interesting story 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what else? What else is in there? Iron Will, Medic, Scholar, and then any Miracles of Sigmar. So, I think you're definitely going to want to take Miracles of Sigmar. What's that do? Uh, I think that's uh, Miracles are like cleric spells. Okay. I'm with you on that. And then we have some equipment decisions to make. So, okay. Uh, oh, which did you want to take out of uh, Diplomat? You're definitely taking two more choices. Um, yep, Miracles and then Scholar maybe sounded interesting. Sure. To go with a theology skill. Yeah. Okay. So you have your equipment, your Sigmarite plate is medium armor. Okay. You have a star blade, which is your sword. You have a dagger. You have celestial wings. And these wings are made of energy. And they uh, light and they, up to you, they can glow with the rays of the sun or they could be crackling lightning. Whatever suits you is how we get to design this to, to your... No, I think, I think they're made of water. And that's where the salty. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, I like that. Like flowing waves that you're flying on. Ice wings, maybe, or something like that. Kind of cool, right? Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. I like that. Like mechanical lift, right? Yeah, celestial wings. You have your celestial beacon, which is also your holy symbol, and you have 85 drops of aqua giranis. We are in. Our adventure takes place in Akshi, the realm of fire. And in Akshi, the currency is Aqua Giranis, which is water from Gairan, the realm of life. Mm-hmm. So water is the actual currency. This magic water from this other realm is the currency in this realm of fire. Cool. Reminds me of Dune. Yeah. Water is so it's precious. Spicy. Yeah. <laughs> so with these 85 drops of Aqua Garanis, it may or may not suit you to get a shield. I don't know if it makes sense. You've got the sword and you've got your lantern. And as I, you know, as we learn more about how the game works, it might be worth it to get a shield and just be like, I'm shield and lantern. I don't bother with the sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we can see it either way. Um, it's definitely like one in each hand, right? You got to pick yeah. what you're field, right? Right, and if you're doing the uh, the different miracles that you can do, you need to have that holy symbol out, right? Which which is the thing we already talked about, right? It's not something different, correct? It's the uh, it's is the, the, the the reliquary, yeah. Yes, yes, that's your holy symbol is your reliquary. Okay. And what's the mechanical benefit of the shield? Uh, it just adds to your defense. Okay. Okay. Um, any other interesting equipment that might outweigh that? I'm I'm not shopping right now. Is that what we're doing? Uh, I'm just talking about because the way the book is broken up, it's broken up into the archetypes and it just, just like in, um, it's very similar to the player's handbook in D and D where, uh, you, you, it's got your suggested starting sure. point you know yep sounds good i'm liking this build so far this is i don't know if it's gonna be <laughs> be able to keep it alive but it's interesting <laughs> <laughs> i think it's definitely really interesting because reading um reading some of the books about the age of sigmar um some of the it's a lot of bravado that comes from the uh the the heroes the stormcast that you know they're all like you know making jokes at the expense of the people they're fighting and like jokes about who's tougher and who's braver and you know all those kind of kind of things it's like bro, bro culture or toxic masculinity yes. like that whole thing <laughs> yeah yeah not not necessarily toxic but definitely okay. a lot of bravado that goes on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Okay. But I could see your guy being like, I don't really fight. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you're right. You are stronger. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Have at it, man. 
<laughs> I'll I'll be back here holding up my lantern. Yeah, exactly. You're right. <laughs> Don't come crying to me when you get your head lopped off. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you just like boom, healed. Go go fight some more. I'll yeah, be here. Do it again. <laughs> Do you have access to the uh, to the book where you are? No problem if you don't. Um, I, I can pull it up on Slack. Take me a second though. Oh yeah, no worries. I, I could probably share it. Put it in Discord or in Slack. I think you put it in Slack, right? I put it in Slack at some point in the podcast channel. That's where the character yeah. sheet is. There is a section in here with character naming I'm trying to find just to get you some options. Oh, you don't like salty? <laughs> I do like salty. <laughs> that could be his nickname, though. We can give him a proper name, I guess. Um, oh, hell. Yeah, shoot it to me in Discord or something. I don't know why I can't find it right now. Okay. Bring it up here. Really exciting radio happening right now. Oh, this is what editing is for. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what editing is for. Don't worry about it at all, man. <laughs> I'm thinking that this is going to be... Here, I'll send it right to your... Oh, probably don't want it in your phone. The character sheet, don't print it from the book. I'll send you a separate link for the character sheet because the character sheet doesn't print as well from the book as it does from a, the printable gotcha. copy. I'll be, yeah, I'll probably just do it on the computer anyway, to be honest with you. I'll just mark up something. Yeah, I can send you one that's... They they sent all the links um, uh, for the, the PDF editable version. So you can edit it on your computer. Okay. Or you can print and do paper. I'll, I'll send all that to you soon. Okay. Yeah, and I'll get it all formalized there. Um, yeah, it's. <clears throat> I'm just downloading the document now. It's slow for whatever reason, but it's coming. Do you want a printer-friendly version, or should I just give you the printer-friendly? He's supposed to say printer-friendly. I'm going to keep sheet. it. On, yeah, I, w I won't end up printing it out. So whatever makes sense okay. to just computer. I have just learned that I'm real bad at keeping track of uh, paper. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm just not good at it anymore. I don't have to do it for anything but role-playing games. Like I don't keep anything else paper. <laughs> like <laughs> so, like I have to keep when I have to do it. It's like it messes up my whole system. But it's like, oh, if it's if it's digital, oh man, I got it on the cloud. I got it on two different external hard drives. Exactly. <laughs> uh, for this. I wanted paper in hand just because I'm learning a new system and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm having to go back and forth and I, I want to like with a new system, I wanted it, you know, to be able to bookmark my pages so I could quickly flip back and forth. It's not the same as going back and forth in the PDF. Right. Oh, God damn it. I know. So. I just got a notification. Update your cloud password. Son of a bitch. I'm right in the middle of something. You're always in the middle of something. I mean, why would you be doing it if you weren't in the middle of something? Okay. Now that I fucking totally re fucking set my Adobe account, I guess. All right. So the first one's the character sheet and the second one's the book. All right. So let's see what we got here. Got the character sheet for sure. Let's the book go. will probably take a minute. It's like 352 pages. Yeah. Good pages. There's a lot of story in there. And I think I, I think you'll, like, the character you've created, the story you've started to tell, once mm -hmm. you get into that book and start digesting the stuff about Nagash and yeah. why he hates Sigmar, the God King, and why someone in the unwilling employee of Sigmar uh, might also not like him, but feel like they had to do what they had to do. Right. Yeah. I, um, yeah, no, don't worry. You'll, you'll get a, 
seven page background in no time <laughs> it's, just, it's just a sketch just a quick sketch just a- <laughs> awesome yeah please yeah please do yeah that um that that that's that's probably coming at some point here i'm, I'm into this <laughs> this character is interesting right now um awesome all right um let's see yeah, that fillable character sheet too. If you've got it open in a PDF, it's pretty straightforward to fill out. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Perfect. I will get all of that cleaned up, and posted, and then. Yeah, there's some. What Mark and Nick come up with. Yeah, and um, yeah, if you're up for this again tomorrow night, sounds like they're both on board for tomorrow night. So if you want to just fly along and maybe uh, be my wingman for looking up different stuff. Sure. Okay. I can totally do that, yeah. Nothing going on tomorrow night for sure. Yeah, might as well, right? Not yeah. Like we're out Absolutely. on the town partying our asses <laughs> off. No, no, there's nothing going on. But yeah, I'm not going to the office tomorrow, so it'll be a little easier to be prepped and ready and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it'll be badass. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been great. I guess I'm going to stop recording now, and this will be part one of two parts. Okay, fantastic. Thanks for doing this. I'm excited now, and there's this whole there's this whole thing that we didn't even know existed at the start of this whatever. By the time we chop it down, it's probably like a half an hour or something. And now there's like this, <laughs> yeah, there's this thing we built together. You know, I mean, I love it so much. <laughs> Me too. I love character creation. It's so much fun. I can't wait to see what. Nicholas and Mark do because Mark has been an exclusively chaos player throughout. So this mm-hmm. will be his first foray into the uh, Grand Alliance order. And Nicholas almost always plays dwarves. So I'm I'm curious yeah. to hear what he says when he's choosing. If is he going to be a dwarf? Where's your money at? Yeah. Um, well, he just got done playing a whole campaign with an orc. That's true. Game after. So he might be itching dwarf. I think dwarf's a safe bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious to see what he does. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna. That's not a good bet to bet that he's not gonna take dwarf. I think it's a safe bet. Probably gonna be a dwarf. Take the smart money every time. But um, <laughs> it, we're gonna do them together. You're gonna do them uh, jointly, like have them uh, come up with stuff at the same time. I think so. I think I'll bounce back and forth between the two of them. Hmm. Um, so have all three of us there to talk about it and and, and just cool. be like a free form brainstorm bullshit session yeah. yeah yeah absolutely that sounds like a lot of fun i was thinking of like um i've watched a couple of different youtube series or just stuff where they're um the one i'm thinking of right now is god's fall which is a pretty prolific D podcast like super high production value and all I've that heard stuff the name before. Um, i haven't watched it yeah, it's really well done. Um, but uh, not to get tangent, but he does an interesting thing whenever he starts a new campaign. Is like there's just like this. It's not even a session zero. It's just like he has just a one on one with a character. And it says like, "Tell me about your character, and we'll flesh it out and build it together." And the first thing you hear is the people coming up with these ideas, right? Yeah. And then there's like, and it's but it's just cut down. It's quick. You know what I mean? So you get a, a taste for where this character came from up front. And then you hit like a session zero or a tie-in session where he's kind of got his notes, right? And it's like, oh yeah, you 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 know this about this one, but he doesn't know you know that, right? And yeah. uh, here's what's secret, here's what's known, and then you kind of jump into the campaign. And I've always found, but it's quick and brief, and and uh, you know, just a fast way to really get invested. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, I do. So that's um, that sounds God's Fall is the name of it. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Yeah, the guy is uh, super talented and like, oh my god, like I can't imagine the level of editing time that he takes. It's he he makes fun of himself all the time about how long it takes him to put out episodes. He's like, they'll <laughs> have to like get donations from Patreons to like fly everybody to a city and like do like days of production and recording in a room, and then he goes into the editing booth for like a month or two and like cuts it all up with sound effects and like all this stuff and like it, the result is is epic, but it's like just. It's just a labor of love, man. <laughs> I can I can imagine. I know what it takes to put this out. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, <laughs> I I will check it out. Uh, yeah, just, even if 
episode or two they don't go all the way down the hole but just uh, see what i see what you think you know absolutely uh, about an hour and 15 minutes to do one character mm-hmm. now tomorrow night we're going to try to do two characters with four of us on the call should be fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will be fun. It, um, I'm all I'm looking forward to it already. I think it's going to be great. I'm smiling ear to ear here. I'm excited to dig in and figure out what's going on here. <laughs> I'm excited to start uh, putting a campaign together. This is this is going to be fun. Yeah. yeah, you haven't DM'd in a while, man. Like not, not, not like a proper campaign. Yeah, not in a really long time. So I'm excited. Cool. Well, thanks, man. Super appreciate it. Yeah, me too. And uh, you know, what we say at the end of an episode. Hmm. One, two, three. Whoa! Salty. <laughs> this has been an episode of Orlando. I am Adam. You can reach me as Orlando77 on Twitter or just Orlando on Instagram. You can reach Mark on Twitter and Instagram with the handle of Orlando Mark. You can reach Nicholas on Twitter and Instagram with the handle of Orlando Nick. Please leave comments. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you want to support the show, go to the show notes and follow the link to Teespring and buy a t-shirt or to Ko-Fi and buy us a coffee or better yet, buy us a beer. And thank you very much for listening. <laughs>